Welcome to Pardon the Intermission, a podcast that takes a look at movies, TV, and all things entertainment from the past, the present, and the future. Remember to subscribe and like the podcast and give a review. This helps out the podcast and is greatly appreciated. Now on to the show. Yes. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Well, welcome to Pardon the Intermission. Did we both say welcome well, unilaterally? Well, welcome. Yeah, well, well, yeah we well, did. Well, welcome. <laughs> that was well, kind of well, cool. Well, 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 yeah. Kind of cool, like a Max Headroom commercial. Anyway, well, welcome, folks. I'm I'm Eric. I'm Jason. Max Headroom. That's a that's a blast from the past. I was going to say, talk about 80s flashback. Remember the oh, Max Headroom we commercials? Do, we should do best 80s uh, TV shows. I think that would probably... It was an 80s TV show, right? 80s yeah. TV shows. Okay, that'll yeah, be on Max Headroom edition. was a TV show. Yeah, you remember? I think it yeah. was, yeah. For a while, yeah. Okay, cool. We just thought of a new topic to discuss, <laughs> but not not on this episode. Max Headroom, yeah. So those that don't know, it was basically back in the when the computers were just starting to have like AI and had this Max had this AI guy called Max Headroom and he was kind of glitchy. He first came on the scene and MTV is kind of a yep. Uh, kind of a joke or just kind of a filler, you know, yeah. and then and then it finally ended up having its own uh, TV show. It was so popular. So. Right. What was the actress? I can't remember the actor's name that did that. Uh, it was not Chris oh. Elliott, but it was, um, yeah, not Chris Elliott. Anyway, oh. we'll, we'll have to revisit Matt, that. Matt Freer or Matt, oh, Matt, Matt, Matt Fryer or Matt Freer. Matt or Freer. Like okay. That. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I, I remember, I mean, I remember what he looked like. I can envision it. Right. I just can't right, remember so what his I. name was, but anyway, okay. Anyway. Sorry. We're getting way, way off here, but Hey Dude, folks, that went South really quick. <laughs> <laughs> That's the fun part of it. That's I know. The fun part I know. Of, I know. Of doing a podcast, man. You never know where we're going. I know. I know. You know, it's always yeah. it's a fun ride. It's kind of like a roller coaster, but you can't see the track. Uh-oh. It's like, whoa, wait, what are you going to the left, right, up, down? We don't know. Like Space Mountain. Hey, yeah. uh, you know, we're coming up on Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, just a week away. And uh, uh, we kind of wanted to talk about uh, some Thanksgiving movies. And, yeah. And you had pulled up some. Yeah, so it's like kind of you know, like we always know about the best Christmas movies, all right? Yeah. But very rarely do we hear about the best Thanksgiving movies. So and that's that, why I thought it would be a great podcast. I thought, hey, exactly. let's let's, let's yeah. talk about what are some yeah. good Thanksgiving movies. So you pulled up a list. I did. I, I was trying to think. Wait, what? What Thanksgiving movies are out there? I couldn't think right. of any. And if you're not looking at a list, you have to really do some deep, deep thinking on this one, folks. Yeah. I think but, I broke my brain. Right. <laughs> I know as hell. I broke mine. That's for that's for sure. But anyway, so uh, of all the places, of all the gin joints in all the world. World, I found this list on townandcountry.com. This is like okay. one of those magazines that your mom reads when she's sipping cocoa by the fire or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> you know? But so Town and Country has a list of 25 Thanksgiving movies to prep you for the holidays. Okay. So important to understand the headline doesn't necessarily uh, insinuate that these are the best movies. But so yeah, Eric and I, before we started the show here, we're just kind of mulling over some of these and we just wanted to lend some credence to a lot of them to see if they really are Thanksgiving movies and how good they are. Now, so this was the best 25, is that what it was? According to Town & Country, their 25 Thanksgiving movies okay. to prep you for the holidays. So all right, now bef- before we get to like the number ones and twos, let's go all the way, yeah. start from the bottom first. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, I got so it. Or, or just get close to the bottom, it doesn't have to be. Yeah, so we're going to go, how, I'll tell you what, let's just start from 10. Okay, let's, let's, let's do 10, 10 up. up. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we're going to go start from 10 and work our way up in ascending order here. So Town & Country's list has Adam's Family Values at number 10, which came out in 1993. And was that a, a thing? See, here's my thing. Was that a Thanksgiving movie? I thought it would be a Halloween movie, for crying out loud. Yeah, I mean, I mean the Adam's, well, first Adam's Family came out around Hollywood, didn't it? I want a Halloween. I, you know, I yeah. can't remember when it came out. But, I mean, I, I don't remember... 
if it was during Thanksgiving, this movie. I mean, that, that that's how much of an impression. Oh, you know what? Here's why. Because it's, and the article just reminded me that there is a Thanksgiving play in the movie. This is the one where I oh. think um, Wednesday goes to camp. Oh, and so they have a th- they stage a Thanksgiving play. So okay, okay. There's a Thanksgiving theme in there. See, this is the problem okay. that we had with these lists is that yes. it's like okay, it's the idea of is it a Thanksgiving movie mm-hmm. or is it just loosely have something that have a turkey in it? You know, it's a like, turkey gobble gobble. Okay, go go to the next one and we'll see. All Let's right, see what we yeah. Got. So what was number so nine? So number nine on Town of Country's list is Home for the Holidays. This is that one, a Hallmark thing or what? It must maybe it started the Hallmark craze. This came out in 1995, folks. Okay. So this is almost 30 years old. Um, so it's a quintessential Thanksgiving factor for this movie is when chaos ensues, when family gets together and secrets come out the movie. So it's during Thanksgiving, I guess. Yeah. It takes place during Thanksgiving, trying to figure out who is in this just by looking at the recap and it doesn't say who's in the cast. I have, I never even heard of this. I I don't remember. This kind of sounds familiar, but I I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I I can't tell. All right. We'll, we'll skip. Go to number eight here. Let's see. Hunter there in the picture. All right, so number eight is, ooh, this is an animated one, The Fantastic Mr. Fox. I have this no came idea. Out in 2009. Okay, so I remember this one. I never okay. saw it, but it's based off of a, it's an animated adaptation of a Roald Dahl children's book, okay. Fantastic Mr. Fox. George Clooney uh, actually was one of the voices. I think he played Mr. Fox. And Eric, I actually remember this movie being nominated for a couple of Academy Awards. Really? Yeah, I think it was nominated for Best Animated Feature and uh, Best... Um, Best editing or something like that, but again, it came out in two thousand nine. So, so what, it's what's the recent. what's the tie here to Thanksgiving? Okay, so the family, friends, and feasts in this star-studded animated adaptation of the Roald Dahl children's classic. So it does take place kind of. So they have a feast. So they eat. <laughs> which is very ambiguous. They could be at a 4th of July okay. barbecue for all we know. Yeah. And they would call that Thanksgiving. Oh my god. I don't know. This is this is getting this list. Right. I don't know. I Town don't have and, too much hope, folks. Town and Country, your editors need okay. to sit down and talk about this more. All right. So number 7 they had is a movie called Now this is ridiculous. Pieces of April. Okay. Isn't that like kind of a thriller movie or something? I think so. It's um so it stars Katie Holmes. We all know who she is. Yeah. Tom Cruise's ex-wife. Uh, the quintessential Thanksgiving factor for this movie is... Oh, it's a family thing, I think, right? Yeah, the awkwardness that ensues when April, played by Katie Holmes, invites her mother and a strange family to her tiny New York City apartment for Thanksgiving dinner. Okay, okay. I, You know what? Right. I vaguely remember this one. Vaguely. Okay. vaguely. It's just weird that it would be titled Pieces of April, but obviously there's a reason why. Well, it should be called like Pieces of Thanksgiving. It should. <laughs> right. Yeah, pieces of Thanksgiving in All April. Right. All right. Okay, number so six. This is number six. Oh, cool. Oh, okay, my number gosh. six is Scent of a Woman. No way. This is yes. no way a Thanksgiving movie. I'm gonna uh, I'm, I'm gonna declare it right now. I, I will agree with you on that one. Yes. We've yeah. seen this one. Al Pacino, a young Chris O'Donnell yeah. is in it. And this of course is the one where Al Pacino plays the blind uh, marine ex, officer, yeah, marine, ex-marine, ex-marine or yeah, military, yeah, named Frank, and his classic line in that is "hua, hua, hua, hua." But yeah, yeah this and is then the he one. drives a Ferrari, right, while he's blind. That's yeah, what I so remember. this is the one where Chris O'Donnell, <laughs> he, Chris O'Donnell plays a, a a little prep school character who gets in trouble and is on the verge of getting suspended or kicked out of prep school, but the, he makes an agreement with the the provost or the head of the school where if, if he does like some community service... It's kind of take care of this guy. Yeah, so yeah. he goes and takes care of this blind guy, and he thinks it's just going to be a walk in the park until he realizes that Al Pacino... 
uh, is not exactly everything that he thought he was going to be. He's kind of a character in in this one. And And, uh, and I remember the scene in the movie where they have a Thanksgiving feast when they go over to Al Pacino's character's brother's house, and there's this wonderful dinner scene where they're all talking, and all of a sudden his family just piles on him. Like his brother calls him out and calls him to shame. Uh, you can tell that all the other his all the other family members are uncomfortable with Pacino being there, mm. and so he's like, "Come on, Charlie, let's go, let's have our own Thanksgiving or something like that." I don't okay, remember. okay, but so, so that's how it's tied into Thanksgiving. Yeah. Okay, okay, so Sensible Woman, which came out in '92, number six, <sighs> okay. number five, according to Town and Country, is a movie called One True Thing. This came out in 1998. Mm. It stars Renee Zellweger and Meryl Streep, and it is aren't they sisters or something in this? I think. Yeah. Okay. So Renee Zellweger uh, portrays. A character who travels back home to spend time with her parents. And oh, maybe there, it's her parents? Okay. Yeah, she finds out that her mother, Meryl oh, Streep, is very sick of the family faces spending their last autumn and holiday season together. Oh, that sounds like a downer. Uh, it does. It sounds like one of those Kleenex uh, or Clorox moments. Well, you know, the, the, the good news on that one was uh, the same thing happened to the turkey in, you know, in that movie. Yeah, right. Right. It was his last Thanksgiving. Yeah, his last too, Thanksgiving. So. That's right. No presidential pardon for that guy. Yeah. So. All right. So the number four movie is okay. This I disagree with in terms of the placement. A Charlie Brown yes, Thanksgiving number but four. I will say, thank goodness, there's an actual Thanksgiving. I know. Show, right? movie, yes. TV, something here. Yes. So thank goodness. Yeah. Charlie Brown Thanksgiving came out in 1973. We've all seen this. Yes. We all watched this while we were eating pumpkin pie for dessert or while we were drinking coffee and talking with family but the, no the, this four? this is something yes this is something as a kid you would watch you would wait all year you know yeah. that's the thing it, all the holidays you would wait for the charlie brown whatever holiday i mean i right. think they basically they had halloween the great pumpkin they had yep. thanksgiving yep. and then they had the christmas one yes. so yeah you'd sit around you know and of course you're watching it's like what a uh, probably a half an hour show but they turn it into an hour because all the commercials <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? But anyway, you you would watch it as a kid. You you waited for. It. I mean, and back then, you have to remember, you didn't have streaming, you didn't have cable, you didn't have any of this. If it played once, that's it. So if that you knew works. it was coming on Tuesday night at eight o'clock, you missed. You better it. be in front of that TV Tuesday night at eight o'clock. And if you missed it, forget it. No DVD. No. And even back when I was watching, no, no. VHS, no Betamax. No beta, no. So you couldn't nothing. record it either. Yeah. But so it, but this was a true Thanksgiving feast. I it mean, was. yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I just bought the DVD uh, special. Uh, uh, a special edition DVD where it has all three of those holiday films. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, the Peanuts one so oh, that I could cool. sit there and watch it with my daughter. We could just keep... Because one time I awesome. tried to find it and, and I couldn't find yeah. it anywhere. I had to like sign up to Apple Plus just to watch the thing. So, or really? Apple, whatever really? the Apple TV is. Wow. But yeah. Okay, so I will agree and I'll, I'll yes. agree with you. The placement is wrong. But we finally got a Thanksgiving. Folks. We did. Okay. So, yeah. So, there. Number four was Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Yes. Number three is uh, a romantic comedy called You've Got Mail. I, I have no idea. The okay. only thing I remember about You Got Mail, I mean, the email, that's not the same one. Is that the same one where she does the, the fake thing? And Yeah, so okay. Tom, Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan are in this, and they both, of course, were in Sleepless in Seattle before this. This yeah. movie was directed by the same director of that one, Nora Ephron. So and, in this movie, Tom Hanks plays uh, the CEO of a big, large bookstore conglomerate, mm. Fox Books. They're kind of oh, like the, the Barnes right. & Noble, yeah. and Meg Ryan plays the owner of a good little, family-run brick-and-mortar yeah, bookstore yeah. that's being forced out by Fox Books. But it's it's actually, you know what, Eric? I'm not much of a rom, of a romantic comedy guy. Rom-com guy. Rom-com yeah. guy. But You've Got Mail is actually a very charming movie. I can't believe I said the word charming. <laughs> it's actually a very charming movie because uh, it shows the wonderful chemistry that 
Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan have together. And this movie kind of came out almost around the same time that Saving Private Ryan did. Mm. So like Saving Private Ryan, this was obviously, we know that was the big movie that solidified Hanks' career. But this one kind of uh, almost came out a few months after Private Ryan did. So it kept Tom Hanks very high on the uh, the, cinema, the cinema box office uh, draw there. But yeah, so this is one where he and Meg Ryan actually communicate. They're comp- competitors, but they communicate via email and they find out yeah. they have more yeah. in common. Uh, and they don't know who they are, though. Yeah, I was going to say, they, they don't realize who they are when right, they're emailing right. each other. and yeah. Exactly, yeah. And they find out at the very end that, okay, this is the guy that she actually hates for being the big bad Fox bookstore owner. <laughs> and then she's the guy that he actually likes that he's trying to put out of business. So, yeah, yeah but it's, it's, it's a very charming comedy. So, Which basically sounds close to the plot of Sleep is in Seattle, right? They don't find each other till the very end, right? All right, you just ruined my mojo. <laughs> but yes, Well, it no, does. listen, I, I, I will say, I mean, you know, Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan back then, uh, I mean, yeah, they were the rom, rom-com couple. I <laughs> yes, mean, they, they, they had something. I don't know. I mean, I did, I did like this movie. I do like Sleep is yes. in Seattle. Um, they had some kind of, they did have a great chemistry together that made these movies work. I mean, but why this ties into Thanksgiving though? I don't know. Because I mean, there's no. Was it during Thanksgiving? What does it say on there? What's the what's the the yeah. factor? Quintessential. So, so the quintessential Thanksgiving factor for this movie is while the whole movie has great foliage scenes and a crisp autumnal vibe, <laughs> the scene where Joe rushes to the front of Zabar's cash only line to vainly save a work enemy, or so he thinks in parentheses, actually happens. On, okay, actually happens on Thanksgiving Day. Okay. Okay, so there is a time. Wait, wait, wait. There. There's there's a business open on Thanksgiving Day. There was back then. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess. Because well, it wasn't Black Friday, right? It that's wasn't right. the day after. It was actually the actual day. Yeah, that's right. Huh, interesting. Okay, interesting. All yeah. right, so that All was right. number three. You've got mail was number three. Real quickly here, folks. Number two, we have The Big Chill, which came out in 1983. This oh was a gosh. movie directed by Lawrence Kasdan. Star Wars fans, you know him best from writing The Empire Strikes Back. Mm. So this is a movie, obviously, where a whole bunch of college friends come together yeah. uh, to uh, attend the memorial service of a friend of theirs who committed suicide, unfortunately. It has a wonderful cast, actually. Yes. The late William Hurt is in it. Jeff Goldblum is in it. Uh, Tom Berenger from Platoon and Major League Kevin, Fame is uh, in it. Kevin Klein is in, in it. Joe Beth Williams is in it. But the quintessential Thanksgiving factor for this is, although the film doesn't take place over the holiday... <laughs> Like I said, it centers around eight friends who come together for the funeral of a college friend. It does take place in the fall and has plenty of ensemble cast drama and long talks around kitchen tables. Okay, this is bullcrap. This is not that does not constitute Thanksgiving. And and okay, that could be that I doesn't mean, constitute Thanksgiving. Even if they had That's an argument, crap. even if they had an argument for that, that has yes. to be like number twenty five. You at can't least. put that at number no. two. Was it number two? Number two on this oh list. Oh my for Town gosh, what is going on yeah, with these Town people? and Country? Do your research. This does not constitute a Thanksgiving oh movie. My. Just because they sit around at a table and stuff their faces and think about their friend. No, that, okay. That, I, I thought at least maybe it took took place over right. Thanksgiving holiday. I mean, no, something it does that not. was that was ridiculous. Right. Now, number one on Town and Country's list is one that I actually agree with because it's one of my favorite comedies. It's called Planes, Trains, yes, and Automobiles. Yes, John yes. Candy. I miss him so much. Yeah, and Steve Martin. He was and a of, genius. Yes, and of course, this movie uh, t- is about John Candy who portrays a shower curtain salesman, <laughs> and Steve Martin, of course is a traveling businessman who's just trying to get home for Thanksgiving dinner to be with his family. And of course, 
they, he runs into every single obstacle along yep. the way. He yep. the the air the airplane the the plane trip gets canceled because of bad weather. So he and Candy have to travel together in a beat up car, and they they have to share a hotel room. And <laughs> yeah. it's just like so many great moments in that comedy. And by the way, folks, the quintessential Thanksgiving factor is the travel stress is nobody's favorite part of Thanksgiving. But watching Steve Martin and John Candy as an odd couple duo of hapless travelers trying desperately to get home for Turkey Day will help you laugh off your own struggles. And that is true. Cause that is yeah. uh, one of the best, uh, you know what? One of their I, best comedies. I've got, I've got to rewatch. It's been a long time since I've seen this movie. I've got to yeah. rewatch it for the, this year for Thanksgiving. I have it on disc. I'll let you borrow it. <laughs> Actually, I'm, I'm going to go to the used uh, disc store here pretty soon. I'll, I'll get into go that Mad story Monks. next. Yeah. yeah right Mad, Mad Monks is the Mad one next Monks. to by us. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to have to watch this one because I haven't seen it in so long. Now I will agree with this list. <laughs> Yeah, that I think here's here's my list, and I'll make it very simple. Yeah, uh, Charlie Brown Thanksgiving number one. Gotcha. Planes, trains, automobiles number two. Definitely. That's it. And then there's no more on the list for me. That works. For this me. is the problem. They don't have. I mean, okay, you could say maybe you got mail. You could say one of these, other, but it's like they really don't have like a Thanksgiving, do they? Or maybe I'm missing. We're missing some here. They really don't have any good Thanksgiving feast movies that I can remember. You know, there really aren't because and it, it just dawned on me. And maybe I'm just that obtuse, but just dawned on me that we always talk about great Christmas movies, but how many great, true, great Thanksgiving movies that take place during Thanksgiving, not at a dinner table at any other time of the year where you eat a lot of food, but like there aren't that all that many great Thanksgiving movies out yeah. there. And it goes back know? too to what what constitute what constitutes a Thanksgiving movie. I mean, obviously the people that put yeah. the list together, you know, they put their quint- yeah. quintessential factors in there. Yeah. But you know, we we have obviously have some problems with their uh, uh, just a their bit. reasoning here. But um, yeah, I mean, what what makes and we'll go into that too. What makes a Christmas movie? But what makes a Thanksgiving movie? And I think it has to center around Thanksgiving. To me, it has to. You know, okay, that's fine. It's a story about the family or a story about people meeting each other. I mean, they yeah, can have rom coms agree. about it, but it has to be. You know, Thanksgiving has to be the theme somewhere. Just like you said, planes, trains, and automobiles. He's getting home for Thanksgiving. That's yes. a Thanksgiving movie. <clears throat> yes. You know, you can't just have a movie and then oh, the leaves are turning. It's fall time, and the leaves are turning color, and it's kind of right. close. And because it has a great star-studded cast, the big chill. We're going to call right. it a Thanksgiving. Sorry, movie. no grading on a curve on these films, folks. <laughs> they sit at a table for you know most of the movie. It's a Thanksgiving. No, it's because you sit at a table. It doesn't mean anything. And know? I guess uh, if if you watch a movie that takes place about a uh, uh, bar mitzvah in August. That makes it a perfect holiday uh, Hanukkah movie, right? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I mean, yeah. Right. It's, like, it's like, what's the reason here? So anyway, yeah. yeah. They really need Hollywood. You need to step up. You need to do some some uh, some good Let's Thanksgiving some... movies. It's right. It's one of the holidays that's getting left out here, people. Right, and it's a perfect holiday to do movies because everybody stuffs their faces and watch TV when they're doing football anyway. Maybe. Well, you know, maybe we'll have to do that. To, uh, what What is that when you have a signed petition on uh, uh, online? Change.org. Change.org. Is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> we have to do that for, you know, let's do a good holiday Thanksgiving that's right. movie. That's right. Help us out, people. Rally to the cause right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to, we'll have to get that going. <laughs> yep. Hey, uh, I kind of wanted to mention something else to you. You know, uh, yeah. recently... Um, and I kind of rediscovered it too recently uh, yeah. with my daughter. You know, I thought, hey, we, we have an older TV, and you know, yeah. I'm not ashamed to say we're not. We, you know, our TV right. is actually quite a bit old. Yeah. But uh, I told my daughter, she goes, hey, she's she was looking in the drawers. What are these glasses for? And I said, oh, that's for the 3D thing. So our TV is old enough where it okay. has the 3D technology on it. Huh. So we have uh, actually, I grabbed some glasses in the old from the old movie theaters when they would when they have 3D movies in there, so I have extra glasses. Sure. So we sit around here, and we're, we're starting now to watch 
3D movies on our 3D TV. Awesome. Which is, I guess, I've done research now, but I guess now it's a lost technology. Yeah. They don't even put it in TVs anymore. Nope. No. So, yeah, I remember the 3D TVs were the big fad back at just a few years ago, just 2016. The problem yeah. is, is that not a lot of people purchased them, and it was getting too expensive for the major um, distributors like Sony and Vizio and... Um, the other big TV makers to make them just because like they, Samsung, Samsung, yeah, and all they, those other guys, they just didn't sell as well as they thought they would. Well, and I think the demand also, I was reading an article too. Like I said, I, was, I started to do a little research because I thought, Hey, you know, if, if we do, cause we're kind of getting in the market, I thought for a newer TV uh-huh. and I thought, Hmm, you know, I hadn't, I had no idea. I haven't even done TV research and I don't know how long. And yeah. I thought, you know what, <clears throat> let, let me look and see what brands have 3d in them and come, you know, that's when I found out, I mean, huh. come to my surprise, Nobody does anymore. Like you said, 2016, they they stopped. 2017, around there, they stopped making yeah. making them. And there, and another reason too, they said in this article was that um, because in the movie theaters, you know, 3D was really big. Avatar came out and stuff, and really yeah. kind of pumped the 3D. And so it was really big, and there's a high demand. Then as as it went on, you know, time went on, the demand lessened, mm-hmm. and so in the same, so TV manufacturers the same thing, you know, yeah. people there was a less of a demand for the 3D, yeah. and people thought too that the glasses were, you know, you had to wear the glasses, and that's kind of annoying and this and that, but. You yeah. know, I'm I'm disappointed. It, to me, man, that is a lost. That's a lost technology that we're yeah. having a lot of yeah. fun with at my house right now. Now we mentioned uh, uh, the used uh, DVD place, and so that's what we've done. Like this last weekend, my daughter and I went to the to a, a DVD place, place yeah. that sells all these used DVDs. We found a ton of 3D DVDs. Awesome. That were like a buck ninety nine. I mean, we got you know Despicable Me. We got all these kids movies, oh, right? Nice, like nice. Shrek, all the Shreks that are in 3D. You know. Yeah. And we're and I'm rewatching these movies and I'm having so much fun awesome. watching them in yeah. 3D. I That's cannot cool. believe it. I think, man, and and I understand they've got 4D now, which is essentially 3D, but basically with smells and your chair shakes, right? Yeah, <laughs> 4DX. Yeah, if you're so, gonna go see Top Gun Maverick and you're gonna see it in a 4DX theater, make sure you have Dramamine with you. <laughs> <laughs> you get a little dizzy. That's right. <laughs> here's the here's the deal, though. I think that that at some point now they're even talking about that they're working on technology where yeah. you don't need the glasses for 3D. Huh, I really? don't know how that would work, but that right. somehow the TV projects where you don't need. Oh, speaking of projects, I yes. I did see that I think your your projectors though still have uh, your TV projector still have 3D technology, so you can okay. get it through a TV projector. You oh, just can't okay. get it through you know a, a regular, regular TV, set. yeah, okay. regular you know LED, okay, uh, LCD set. So now I'm kind of in a conundrum. I cannot get rid of my old TV because of this. Yeah. You know, I'm in, I'm in love again with this 3D, and I hope if there's somebody out there, these manufacturers, you know, are listening, which yeah. they probably aren't. But anyway, if they are, you guys need to put this back into the TVs. I think. Let's make it happen. All right. Let's what do you bring... What do you think? Do you, would you Would you use it if it came back? Did you ever use it when you when it was out there? Or? You know, Eric, I always wanted to purchase a 3D TV, but they were so expensive, and I couldn't afford them at the time. Mm. And if there was one that if they were manufactured again and they came back out, like even if it was just on a limited time basis, I would. Yeah, I would buy one. I've seen 3D movies in the theaters before, and I loved them. Yeah, I remember watching Jaws 3D, and that came out back in the mid late 80s. And I remember watching Avatar. That was really mm. cool watching in 3D. And then I also remember watching um, 
uh, Terminator 2. There was a 3D version of Terminator 2. Oh, wow, okay. So I remember watching that. That was pretty cool. So yeah, I mean, and, and 3D offers kind of a different cinematic element. Some people like it, some people don't. But yeah, I, some people can <clears> handle it, but it does have yeah. a different, it gives you a different experience. I mean, you yeah. can watch the same movie, but yeah. you have a different experience. Like but we yeah. are with my daughter. I mean, we've seen Despicable Me and, you know, 1 yeah. and 2 and all this. And I mean, we've watched all these movies, but it's like fun watching them again now in yeah. 3D. Yeah, I, I, it's worth it. Absolutely, I, I, yeah, I would, I would buy one and, and watch. And, it and again. they could stream. Um, I remember originally, you know, I used to get streaming. You know, they had a, some movies you could stream that had the technology, or you could just do stream it without doing a disc, yeah, and watch it that way also. So they yeah, could do yeah. it through streaming. Plus, in this article, they were talking about with the new technology, with these new screens, the the QLED and stuff, yeah. that it actually is a lot better in 3D now. That if they were to do that, you know, the the, the it's a lot <laughs> brighter. Before the like, movie would be a little bit darker yeah. when you would watch yeah. it and stuff because they had to, you know, the TV was doing whatever it was doing. Yeah. Uh, but now it would be it would actually be a lot better if they would and you know put it back in there. So man, I hope they do. It, it and I'm telling you, I'm gonna hold on to these discs now. Like you know, you were just talking about it. We yeah. were talking about it before the show. I said, do you still have any of your DVDs? And you just said, oh no, I got rid of them. And right, I got rid of some of them, not some all of them. them. Okay, some yeah. of them. I basically got rid of the ones that a I just watched too much, uh, or b I already have digitally converted, and c they're either available to stream on Netflix or any other platform. Well, here's the deal. I've got a, I've got a huge box there too outside, and like I, many times I thought, man, I'm gonna just get yeah. rid of them. I don't need those. Like same thing. I yeah. can stream them. I can. I, I don't need all those movies. Yeah. I'm kind of reversing my stance now, man. I'm telling you, there's like I think I think people. I there's like a movement out there where people are now. I think they're starting to be slowly. You you heard nostalgia. Heard, heard it here first, folks. It's a nostalgia factor. Yeah. People are starting to buy CDs again. People are starting to buy vinyl. DVDs again. Well, vinyl, yeah, they've yeah. been doing that for a few years. Yeah. So I, th- I'm holding on. I'm not going to get rid of all those right. things, man. Okay. I'm going to hold on to those those discs now. Even though, I mean, not all of those are 3D that I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. But I'm going to hold on to those movies. I'm not going to get rid of them now. Forget it. Fortunately, I still have in my memory all the ones that I sold, so I can go back out and buy them all again for Mad Monks. It's kind of hypocritical because I sold them all at Mad Monks. I can go uh, back and buy uh, them uh, all again. I'll tell you, I went, I went, I went, in, I went in there, and then that, that's a store around close to where we were at. I mean, yeah. they have several stores, but uh, the one that's close to where we're at, and they have like uh, a DVD. I mean, it's amazing wall to wall the amount wall to wall DVDs and yeah. CDs and Blue vinyl rays. in there. Yep. Yeah, they have a lot of Blu-rays, man. When those Blu-rays came out, I remember they were like, what, 25, 30, 30 bucks. Close to right? 40. Some of them were 40? Like, Well, if the big popular box office new releases, when they came out on Blu-ray, yeah. you couldn't get them for less like than Like Avengers. Yeah, you couldn't get it for less than $35. And I got Avengers, the Avengers yeah. 3D yeah. movie, yeah. buck 99. Holy Can you imagine that? Holy cannoli, man. Yeah. I'm Is gonna that crazy? S- <laughs> I'm going to stay the night. Can we have a sleepover, Eric? <laughs> I, I, got, I got plenty of 3D glasses. Nice. That's what was cool, because those glasses would work on my TV, so anytime... Back in the yeah, day, we'd yeah. go to the 3D movie, you know, right, and like, right. oh, just keep the glasses, and they work on, you know. That's anyway. awesome. That's funny. Hey, uh, before we go here, I uh, yeah. wanted to talk real quick about uh, James Bond. Well, actually, not James Bond. We should say, um, who is it? Uh, Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. Now, there's, yes. been, there's been talk of him that he should have been James Bond. He was yes. going to be James Bond. Yes. Right? Yes, he was. He so, was, yeah, he was go going ahead. to be James Bond. Daniel Craig was unceremoniously selected as the newest James Bond. After it, it was Pierce down Brosnan. to those two. It was down yeah. to those two. So basically, when, when, uh, when they were re- recasting James Bond, yeah. they had basically, they had uh, Henry Cavill and they had Daniel Craig. Now, yep. the differences obviously was at the time, 
Henry was 22. Yeah. Craig was 37. Yes. So he would have been a very young James Bond, right? Henry yep. Cavill. So, yeah. so it came down to them, and they obviously went for <clears throat> Daniel Craig. They went for Daniel Craig. There's talk that he still may be, mm-hmm. uh, at some point, yeah. uh, he still may be uh, James Bond, correct? Yes, he, he still might be. Now, it's important to remember that there have been so many James Bond casting rumors since the last Bond film came out, which was No Time to Die. And we've heard names like Idris Elba. We've heard um, uh, Lashana Lynch, who was in Actually No Time to Die. She played the female 007 in that movie a little bit. Mm. We've heard other names like uh, even Hugh Jackman's name was floated out there as possibly being James Bond. Oh, my Bond. God. And so was Clive Owen. You know who Clive Owen is. Oh, these guys are you're talking about recently? Well, like, well, by recently, Eric, let me let me specify a little bit more. I mean, like within the last 10 to 15 years. Okay, okay. Okay, because they were talking about who would replace place Daniel Craig before his term as Bond ended anyway. But I like actually I like the idea of Henry Cavill playing Bond because when I saw him in the fifth mission or the uh, sixth mission impossible film I was like this guy can do action and of course all of us comic book fans know him as being Superman but it's just like Henry Cavill he's he has the looks he has the accent he has the the build to be James Bond he can still he's still fairly young. He's in his mid thirties, I think, so he can still physically yeah. take through the toll of James Bond. I like it. I say cast him. Well, you know? <clears throat> well here here's the deal. He's he's apparently he's going to be playing close to James Bond. Close to James Bond? Yeah. yeah what do you close mean by that? Well, there's an article in Screen Rant and they were talking about it and they're saying that actually he's gonna be in a film called The <clears throat> Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare, which is basically about how um you know, they started to create back in World War II, they yeah. started to create this organization uh, <clears throat> with uh, Sir Winston Churchill yep. and Ian Fleming, oh, the okay. author of the James author Bond, of, novels, yeah. of, uh, of spies. And huh. so, because, you know, out, out of that, out of that experience, that's where Ian Fleming wrote the character James Bond from yeah, his sure. experiences. So basically, what, yeah. what he's doing is he's going to play, you know, one one of the characters, or not necessarily those two guys, but one of yeah. the characters of these of, of this organization that started in World War II, where they started this kind of spy spy craft. Oh, curious. so he's close to James Bond. I don't know if he's actually playing Ian Fleming, but he. So are you thinking that maybe this article is insinuating that, that this could be an audition for a James Bond part then? No, I, I think he's just playing in this movie. I don't think this has it. But what I'm just saying okay. is that he's he okay. didn't get James Bond because Daniel Craig got it back then. Right, but right. he's getting clo- he's getting closer. Maybe you're We're right. Getting he's warmer. getting closer We're getting to getting it. Warmer. But you know, when you mentioned Mission Impossible, when I saw him in that, yeah. I thought, oh man, he should be. I mean, he he's spot on. He yeah, should right? have been. Yeah. He was a little bit too young back then, but he should have been yeah. James Bond. You know, the funny thing, I'll tell you this, the story what? in here also mentions that the reason that he was not James Bond is because when he went in for his audition, yeah. uh, I think it was the director or the casting director, I can't remember, but anyways, one of those guys told him basically that he was a little flabby. <laughs> a little flabby. Yeah, and he even mentions, he goes, <laughs> he wasn't in the best of shape back then, Okay, so that kind of helped him get in this shape, which obviously led to these great movies like Superman and, right, you know, and all right, this stuff, and right. so he, but at the time, he wasn't in the best of shape, so I guess he was, you know, a little flabby. Flabby, and he, you know, that was also a deciding fact. You know, I will be honest. I would actually like to see Idris Elba play James Bond too. That would be an interesting choice. I would like yes. that too. I think he could pull that off really well. I think he could too because he has the physique, he has the chops, and he definitely has the. Se- I mean, he can definitely sell a you movie. Know, how you old know? is he? See, the problem though is that they get these guys, and you know, James Bond. They want to get like you know three, four, five movies out of them, right? And right. but when they get them older, like even Daniel Craig at thirty-seven. 
He was, he got this last movie. He got, yep. remember he got hurt a lot. And I know there was a lot with COVID and it got, you know, it didn't get released right away when it should have, Yeah, but he got hurt. I mean, he had major surgery. He, he did messed up his leg, his ankle. Yep. I mean, you, you can only, you have to get these guys when they're a little bit younger, right. I think to, to be able to do the scope of movies. I agree. Unless yeah. you get a guy like Pierce Brosnan. I don't think he did too much physical action, he, right? He did a lot of physical action in the first two films, GoldenEye and uh, Tomorrow Never Dies, but that after the Tomorrow Never Dies was when they kind of cut back on the self-inflicted stunts, and he, mm. he even admitted that once he got into um, uh, Die Another Day that he didn't nearly do a third of the stunts that he had done in the first three films because really? it just finally really? took a toll on his body. Yeah, yeah. see, they just you know? they can't they just can't do it. Pierce, you know? Pierce admitted that he had a lot of back problems, mm. a lot of some knee problems, and he even injured his, his shoulder really bad too. So, And the crazy thing is I don't remember him doing any crazy stunts. Now, Daniel Craig, that guy was, what do they call it, par, parkour, parkour or whatever that is, when he's like running off of buildings, he's jumping off of buildings and doing, I mean, you know, not yeah. necessarily him, but I mean, he's doing a lot more yeah. heavy stunt work. You yeah, know, obviously was, you can tell. He was throwing himself through plate glass windows and steel yeah. beams and everything and bashing his body against a steam shovel or something. <laughs> I mean, it made for great you know? action scenes. It they were did. they were it amazing. Did. But but yep. yeah, I don't but anyway, so I, I think yeah, and I I Henry Cavill would still be a great James Bond. But yeah, he, I like it too. The point of this was that he is he is a little bit closer, but at, you know, even if he doesn't get it, at least he got to to play in this movie. So right? yeah, so look for that movie. What was it called? The Ministry of Ungentlemanly something or other. What yeah, was it? it sounds what like a song? documentary on A and E or something, <laughs> you know, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. The Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare. So yeah, so take a look at that. Warfare. Yeah. Okay. Hey! Whoa, that's the cue, folks. That is the cue, guys. We're out of time. Hope you enjoy the show. Yeah, don't forget to uh, follow us. Don't forget to like us. Don't forget to download us. That's the most important thing. Tell your friends about us and uh, give us some ratings and let us know how we're doing. Yes, definitely hit hit that. Uh, uh, give us those reviews. They definitely help out the show. And subscribe if you're not already. Yes. You guys uh, take care, and we will see you next time. Yes, and since we won't be with you until after Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving and happy yeah, holidays, folks. There you go. Happy Turkey Day. Happy you Turkey guys Day. Enjoy it. That's yeah. right. Until next time, peace out, everyone. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Now, I want you to go check out one of the other best podcasts around. It's called the No Focus Radio Hour. It has comedy and insight from the greatest minds in the know. And how do I know? Well, because I'm part of that great show also. So please go check it out. It's available on all your podcasting apps. The No Focus Radio Hour.